Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time, and ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. Today is November 28th, 2022, and what an exciting time it is in this cryptocurrency space. There is so much, again, going on. You know, I did a tweet a couple of days ago, a couple of days ago, and it just basically was saying that being in this crypto space for about a week or two weeks is almost like being in a crypto space for about six months because it is unstopping. Uh, just information is coming from every direction and people are really trying to figure this thing out. And uh, simple is better. And I know that and I feel so much more secure with the fact that in my growing up in this cryptocurrency space, I have really just focused on Bitcoin, even though I take a look at different projects, different cryptocurrencies, different what we call alt coins. And um, but I'm watching people shuffle right now, trying to sell altcoins and move stuff here and move stuff back. And the bottom line is if you just buy and hold that specific coin that you think is going to be what takes you into the future, then you don't have to deal with all the shuffling. And I feel like they're playing the shuffle the shell game and I'm seeing it. And it's a big deal right now because people are losing money and they're not losing money because, um, well, they're losing money in part because of negligence on a lot of the different companies part, but they're also losing money because they didn't really understand what was going on. They didn't understand how to store and secure their own coins. And I think the outflux of individuals off the exchange is really what we were looking for as educators. And I think this whole FTX debacle is great for this cryptocurrency space. And I know you all may not think so. I know that it's bittersweet to talk about people losing money, but I think their ability to have collapsed in an entire uh, exchange along with about a hundred other companies that are going to have some windfall from this incident has opened investors eyes to understand how critically important it is that we go back to the basics of what this space is about and it's self-sovereignty and it's helped a lot of the investors understand that you are putting your funds your your cryptocurrency into someone else's hands for them to take care of and they can pretty much do whatever they want to do and there's no recourse and even as regulation comes into place they're not going to be able to totally control 
all of these cryptocurrencies and all of the owners and individuals that are running these coins and these different platforms, they're not going to be able to really wrangle them in. It's going to take a long time for them to really catch up. And so when we come forward, we're going to jump into the cryptocurrency conversation. But because we are on the midday money train, I call it train, but it's chain, midday money chain. Uh, I'm going to share with you some of the other disasters and things that are going on as far as money is concerned so that you all know and can get a um, bird's eye view of what's happening around the United States as we move into a unchartered set of waters that we've never seen at any time in history. And we're going to talk about some solutions and some things that you can be doing. This is Ahead of the Crypto Curve on KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, in a moment. more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. Congratulations. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. And Today is actually Cyber Monday. For those of you that aren't aware, there are a lot of discounts for things that you can buy online. And I have become a big online shopper, not just because of COVID, just because there's so many more deals that I'm able to find online that I'm not able to find in person. And as we talk about money and saving and investing and not being the number one consumers and not overpaying for the things that we want, I'm going to say want because they're not always necessarily what we need. But what we want, um, I take these types of days to really add money to my household. Now, while I may be spending money, I'm adding money to my household as well because of the items that I'm actually picking. And so this Cyber Monday, for those of you that are looking to start a business or wanting to do something online or you want to do marketing, social marketing media, just any of those things. This is a great day to get things half off. And in some cases, 75% off. So I've literally been up since about, I'm going to say about five o'clock AM purchasing all the things that I need for the entire year for my business. And, um, there are different types of platforms that I use. And I'll, I'll give you a couple of just a couple of examples, like I have educational courses on Teachable and I renew every Cyber Monday. Why is that? Because they give about 45% off their regular price. Um, and so I buy those things on Cyber Monday to put money back into my pocket instead of paying full price for it through the year. And so I wait strategically to this day. And I started doing this a couple of years ago, and it's really been great. Uh, we needed a couple of more computer screens for our new office. And so, you know, I waited until today, Cyber Monday, to actually go in and purchase them. And I not only got them, uh, the screens that we've been wanting, because they help you with your eyes and the glare and all those things, I got them at 75% off. So yesterday, I checked the price. And then today, I went back in today. And um, 
looked at them and they were actually $190 off and we paid little or nothing for brand new screens from HP. And so those are some of the things that you can do in times such as this to just ensure that you're putting money back into your pocket for things that you might not necessarily need me but things that you want and a lot of the things that I bought today I absolutely need I need them to run my business I need them to continue to scale up and all of those things and so I just wanted to bring Cyber Monday to your attention just in case you're one of those individuals that uh, doesn't shop online what I do too for this particular day and for things that I buy online, I have a particular card that I use online. And typically, I use a card from a banking institution that is very, um, I'm going to say agile. So if someone gets into and it gets into my account or gets a hold of my credit card number, they're able to reverse the charges without asking much, but then they do their research. They put the money back in your account right away. They research, and then if it's substantiated, you go ahead and keep the money. If it's something they feel like it's not substantiated, then they go ahead and tell you they're not going to issue, the, they're going to retract the refund. And so you don't have to use your real, real cards online when you're doing these types of transactions. But on Cyber Monday, it would behoove each and every one of us to really have uh, a game plan in place. And we should have been talking about it on Monday, but you still have an opportunity. Um, you know, there's a lot of different sales and things that are going on on Amazon. And what you don't want to do is get in there and buy things that you really don't need just because they're on sale because of Cyber Monday. Um, we're going to have a lot of different specials this entire week, and you're going to see things pop up because they're looking for ways to stimulate the economy, stimulate individuals buying, and they know that there's still a lot of money out there that individuals can afford to put into different products and services. But if you've been waiting on an opportunity to really get your business started, to do something different, to enhance your current business. Black Friday is good, but I will tell you for business owners, Cyber Monday is even better. So I would tell each and every one of you, go right now and look at some of the platforms or subscriptions that you have and go ahead and renew on today because what will happen is it'll get you on track for next year's Cyber Monday to renew again at the exact same time and get all of the benefits from Cyber Monday. In fact, on one of the platforms this year, because I guess they're needing more uh, participation from their ex, from their ex clients, they actually offer like a one time payment, like a lifetime membership to something that I've been paying monthly, and so I jumped on that opportunity because it is great. It is just great to be able to pay one small fee and have a lifetime of opportunity. Now that happened with me uh, with 24 Hour Fitness. And then they turned around, filed bankruptcy, and then they 
um, got rid of everyone's lifetime memberships. And now we're back on just regular memberships. And there's things that people can do to finagle their way out of some of the promises that they made to their constituents. But for the most part, since we're talking about saving and investing and being producers, that's one of the other things we don't talk about a lot and not a, a movie producer or a, or a music producer, a producer as in someone creating their own business and being a business owner. This is a great day for you to kind of tap in on some of those other resources that you can use to take your business to the next level. So I just wanted to share that because I think it's a great, great time to do it. And you still have almost 10 hours to do so because most of these sales don't stop until midnight Pacific time. So you can dig in and take a look. And so as we move back into the money conversation, there are a lot of things that are going on. There was just the top 20 countries that came together, the top 20 countries in the world, in fact, they met at a historic moment. Um, the G20 is what they're called. They just met and the participants agreed to implement a new funding mechanism to actually compensate countries most affected by climate change. Now, I know this isn't cryptocurrency, but we've got to pay attention to all the things that are happening. And basically, what we're talking about is climate reparations. And of course, they want the United States to pay for them. And so we're going to see what happens with this. But when you get down to it, climate change is... Um, Climate change is is in some people's eyes. They say it's an alarm that they're signs they're sounding, and in some people's eyes, they feel like it's a scam. They think that it's a manufactured crisis that's actually pushed by people with a lot of money and a strong desire to control other people. And so we're gonna see how this actually plays out because this whole movement is very interesting because Goldman Sachs, which is, you know, one of the top tier uh, financial institutions that people listen to, they reported last month that the world has spent almost four trillion, ladies and gentlemen, with a T, on green transition, um, just renewable energy, and the world is using more fossil fuels than before. Um, when this whole thing started, but where did this $4 trillion go? And I'm always looking for and following the money. And on top of this, the push to transaction has left the world in serious and dangerous energy crises. And um, there were millions, and there are millions, that could potentially freeze this winter from everything that's going on in the energy crisis. There is no easy fix for this, and this problem will probably last, in my opinion, for the rest of this decade. And so that's a pretty long time. And that is why I am so just entrenched, engulfed with making sure that our community understands 
what's important right now because what we do today absolutely affects tomorrow and there's always a silver lining for those that pay attention because there's a lot of huge potential profits that can be made um in this next decade because you know people make money in downturns and why shouldn't that be us it's our turn i always say it's our turn it's our community's turn to really benefit but we've got to be looking and paying attention to everything that's going on around us so germany doesn't have right now and again i'm talking macro so that we can pay attention to how things are handled just in the event that something happens here that again in my opinion is manufactured i believe like all these disasters that are happening right now are manufactured and I just really am feeling that wholeheartedly but right now Germany doesn't have enough natural gas or dissolates um, diesel gasoline to make it through the winter they'll have to force people to lower their thermostats dramatically and shut down some of the manufacturing. Now the German wind turbine industry is falling into crisis. So-called wind parks are not being developed and the wind turbine industry is grinding to a halt. Now, how this climate alarm just, just ends or continues is beyond me like nobody really knows what's happening and I I just have to say this but it puts a lot of us under stress um, trying to figure out how things are going to work how we're going to feed our families how we're going to heat our homes and all of those things with the shortcomings that are being manufactured so it is um, another thing when we talk about war and the energy crisis that um, that happens because they need power for war. And there's just so many things that are tied up in this. And so we've just got to make sure that we know if the United States is financing these things, if the United States is expected to give this climate reparations and all of these things, we may have some severe cost increase here because the United States is going to find a way to pay for it. And unfortunately, our citizens are going to be the brunt of uh, having to pay higher taxes and different things that, that offset the monies that are going around the world for these different energy crises. Um, so, and this is nothing new. If you dig, you'll find that the leaders all went to a small number of schools that were talking about war and energy and things of that sort in their economics department. And I started trying to research and I found that at MIT, Harvard, Cambridge, the London School of Economics, University of Chicago, Stanford, and a few others, they all worked at the same time as think tanks around this thing called energy crisis as well as 
um, really forecasting that this was going to happen. And so unfortunately, our community didn't necessarily get the memo as to what was going to be taking place. But a lot of other communities have had a heads up for a while. And so when we talk about being ahead of something, they definitely were ahead of it because they've got all of their students, all of their graduates, those individuals that were in the economic schools, understanding what they were going to be putting in place, which is playing out right now all around the world. And so, um, you know, it's it's all about who, you know, and how that information is disseminated. Uh, to to the community. And because we don't get that information, we're not privy to this information. We're ill prepared for what is about to take place. And so I don't know what the answer is or how it's going to affect us specifically, but I know that if we have our money in place, if we, if we have funding in place, we have options. And that's all this is about. Uh, in these two hours, we're talking to you about being financially secure, being able to make moves when you need to, how you need to, no matter what is going on. Either you're going to be on the bus or you're going to be off the bus because these elites, ladies and gentlemen, they're definitely on the bus and they could really care less if you get on it or not. But I'm going to just say to you, we have a chance to really profit from all of the crises that unfold and ensure that our community is well taken care of. And so as we look at all the self-induced shortages brought on by these globalists, it will lead to one of the greatest mismatches, and I'm going to say mismatches in supply versus demand that we've ever seen in our lifetime. The incredible problem really has no easy solution, no fast fix. This is not going to be anything we're going to be able to do really quickly. But ladies and gentlemen, I need you to think long term. It will be about five to seven years at a minimum before we can bring back some equilibrium to the global energy markets and the economic market. And this will be, and I'll continue to tell you, I feel like this is the biggest opportunity that we have in history to do something different than we've done in the past. We don't have to stand by and watch it happen. We can be proactive and make sure we're covered. So ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we're going to jump into the cryptocurrency uh, conversation specifically. There's some more ba- bankruptcies that are on the horizon. In fact, I think by now they've already been filed. But when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get into the crypto conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Courage is Courage contagious. Is We're KBLA Talk 1580. Broadcasting live from Lamar Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio, KBLA Talk 15. <clears throat> All right, welcome forward. And so, as I was sitting here listening to our fabulous uh, commercials, I wanted to remind each and every one of you to be very careful as you shop this Cyber Monday and as you shop for Christmas because more and more companies are giving you the option 
to pay as you go. And that means, let's just say an item is $300 that you want. They're giving you the ability to pay with three payments. And so you can just click on a button and say, hey, I'd like to just pay one payment and put the rest um uh, pay the rest later. But if you look at those interest rates, ladies and gentlemen, those interest rates are ridiculous. It reminds me of those rent to own centers that used to be in our communities. And I'm going to say specifically our communities, because I don't remember them being anywhere else where you would get a TV or a bedroom set and wind up paying triple, if not quadruple what the actual value of the item was because of the interest that they charge. Be very careful when you click on those buttons to pay later um, and that you don't get yourself in more debt than you bargained for. And the reason why you would get into more debt is because if you had $100 to spend and now you're able to buy five or six things and pay later and just click on that button and still only pay that $100 but get five things instead of one, you're going to be tempted to do so. But I want to just say to each and every one of you, please be careful with those interest rates because they are horrific. And at what you'll find yourself doing is January, February of next year, defaulting on some of these loans and a lot of stuff going on your credit. And we don't want to be in a position where we can't uh, be the best we can be later on because of some bad decisions we made today. So just be careful with that. And I, I heard the commercial and I just wanted to make sure that I stated that. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, Bitcoin right now today is $16,241 as we speak. The price is down 0.03% in the last hour. In the last 24 hours, it's down 2.3%. And in the last seven days, it's up 2.8%. And then we have Ethereum, which is right at $1,172. It is down 0.01%. And in the last hour, in the last 24 hours, it's down 3.4%. And in the last seven days, it's actually up 6.17%. And um, all of the other coins are pretty much looking the same. I was trying to find something that all the way across is red and that would be a polka dot. And of course there's some problems with, um, there's just a lot of problems because someone moved a whole bunch of coins on Ethereum. We'll talk about that in a little while. Um, but you know, the sentiment is that all of these cryptocurrencies are getting ready to really try to find their base just based on what's going on in the market, people's confidence in the cryptocurrency space. And with there being currently listed 21,873 cryptocurrencies, you have to be very careful and what you invest in specifically right now, because people are trying to uh, see if there's liquidity 
in the coin that they purchase. And if there's no liquidity, that means there's no way for you to get your money out of some of the coins that you're investing in. So be very careful. All coins are not created equal. Someone was asking me over the weekend that came to visit, how do you know if there's liquidity in a particular market or on a particular exchange, and you don't, you absolutely don't. Um, the, the blockchain doesn't lie, and so you can look at the blockchain, but you have to be a little more seasoned to really understand that and how it works. And so if you're going to leave your cryptocurrency on an exchange, you really have to just rely on that exchange to tell you what they have, what they're holding, how much um, their their treasury actually holds. And that's been the problem. And the core reason for cryptocurrency, Bitcoin specifically, is to take that power out of any one person's hands and distribute it amongst the whole community of users. That's why Bitcoin is so critically important, ladies and gentlemen. It is critically important. And so as we look at our market cap in the cryptocurrency space it has dropped it's at 820 um billion um and so we are about 200 billion dollars less than we were several months ago and again i'm not worried at all um, I'm looking at the different volume and the different things that are happening. And those of us that are in the space and really studying to show ourselves approved, I'll say it that way. Uh, we understand that Bitcoin is the real play here. And Bitcoin is going to be the coin that actually survives any and all of this because of its technology, because of its decentralization and because of its distributed nature. And a lot of these other cryptocurrencies, as well as the platforms, are not decentralized. And you're going to see more and more of them filing for bankruptcy. And there's a company I'm going to go ahead and bring up because today they are filing for bankruptcy. It is called BlockFi. And back in 2000, I believe it was 2019, uh, we did a lot of sitting with BlockFi. I was dealing with a gentleman by the name of Neil and a couple of other people out of Orange County that were creating their own cryptocurrency it was called Gold Coin. And this gold coin was supposedly backed by gold. But what they were trying to get us to do is really pump it to our community, really making sure that they made uh, a claim that because they were dealing with BlockFi, which was their quote unquote bank, that there would always be money there because BlockFi had deep pockets and they had a lot of liquidity and they were a market maker that could not fail. And so, you know, we decided after sitting, I don't know, it had to be 10 or 15 meetings. Uh, we just decided that we were going to stick with what we were doing. And that was with Bitcoin and not get involved in gold coin and some of the other things that were going on. And sure enough, BlockFi got in bed with FTX and 
since FTX filed bankruptcy, it is just no surprise that BlockFi has to file for bankruptcy because they don't have the money that they're supposed to have on hand to back all the things that they've been doing. So they announced today that they're filing a chapter 11 and in the United States uh, bankruptcy court in the district of New Jersey. So you all can take a look at that if you'd like to see what that looks like. But BlockFi has about $256 million on hand um, and they're supposed to have billions, ladies and gentlemen. Um, they're supposed to have billions, not just 256 million. And so where does that leave individuals that had their money invested in BlockFi just the same as FTX? It leaves them wondering if after the smoke clears, they're going to be able to uh, get their money back. And so um FTX received a $400 million line of credit at the end of June, just a couple of months ago. And so if they got this $400 million and he used it all, it looks like he used it all over at FTX. It looked like he may have bought, <laughs> I don't know, I'm not going to speculate what he bought, but um, there's just a lot of things that are going on around FTX. And again, this aftermath is going to take a whole lot of time to really play out. But the good thing is if you hold your Bitcoin in your own private wallet, this did not affect you. And the other thing is if you need to deal with an exchange that gives you your Bitcoin day one and not hold on to your Bitcoin or give you a hard time about getting your Bitcoin off, you know you can holler at your girl at Crypto Blockchain Plug because we're here for you. That's what we do. We make sure our community is safe. And um, we don't hold any debt. We don't hold anybody's coins or anything like that. We are making sure that you get what is supposed to be yours and you get your value right away. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we're going to jump into a couple of more things that are going on. And then we're going to do our daily dollar cost average. This is Ahead of the Crypto Curve on KBLA Talk 1580. New money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA. Now, now let's get back to ahead of the crypto curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, welcome forward. So there is another thing that came up in my feed today that I wanted to talk about. There's a billionaire investor. His name is Bill Ackman. And he says crypto regulators will take years to catch up. And basically, he's just saying the way to clean up the cryptocurrency space is not necessarily any more rules. And I have to just remind you that I always say I don't mind regulation. I just don't want rulers. But instead, uh, Mr. Ackman is saying that enforcement of the existing rules is what needs to happen and this um space right now is just putting people in so many different situations and i really hope the regulation that is done 
is not a backlash at Sam Bankman free, but then makes it hard for those of us that are doing the right thing to be able to service the community. And we have always been about access, 100% access to Bitcoin specifically. And we wanna make sure that our community has access to the wealth transfer because it's happening. Money is being made. People are actually doing quite well some folks, you know, 1%, 3%, 5% uh, that they're getting back in this space. And we just want to make sure that they don't box our community out and call it consumer protection. And that's what I see happening. And so as I was reading this article, the gentleman was saying that regulators need more resources to police bad actors. And unfortunately, it's going to take years for the regulators to actually catch up and they may never get there. And um we want this space to remain open for people to be grown and make their own decisions, but at the same time, shelter them from individuals like Sam Bankman-Fried. And if you get back down to the history of Bitcoin and why it was created, you can do that very easily by allowing no one to custody anyone's cryptocurrency or Bitcoin. It just makes, I mean, it's just simple. We can do that and it can happen, but we've got to take some people that really understand the technology um, to do this properly. And, and because we live in a country where they want to be in control of your money, be in control of the people, that's going to be uh, probably a null and void point. So I don't even know what we would do other than keep being the champion of change and giving people their Bitcoin and opening up locations across the United States where our community can actually buy Bitcoin and make sure that they get it in their own individual wallets. And so, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we are going to talk about um, dollar cost averaging and also what is happening in the Bahamas as a result of FTX. And this is a direct um, issue that I've spoke on several times this year because of the target market of FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried. And I've talked about the Bahamas so many times and this sand coin and some of this other stuff fracanackle uh, bull that they had going on in this cryptocurrency market. Uh, it has definitely come back to bite some folks and they may not admit it, but uh, the Bahamas is on defense right now. And we're going to talk about that when we come forward with this is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. And the ad council. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate meets a scholarly match. All right, welcome forward. In the Bahamas, the attorney general actually defended the country's regulatory regime amid crypto exchange FTX debacle. And basically, for those of you that don't know, FTX and Sam Bankman Fried, along with some of the United States. Uh, individuals, I'll just say it that way, I'll, I'll stop calling them out. They decided to create a cryptocurrency themselves 
called Sandcoin. Now, they may not be in its totality responsible for it, but I really feel like they were responsible for misleading the people in the Bahamas to think that this cryptocurrency was going to do anything substantial and getting them away from Bitcoin, which is what matters, and getting them to invest in Sandcoin. And when they did it a long time ago, I had a whole lot to say about it. It was a shame. It is is a shame. And so the minister or the, the the attorney general basically said that the Bahamas is a nation of laws and he supported the island's actions to wake um, wake the community up and let them know about the exchange's collapse. And he talked for about 23 minutes about the downfall of FTX and just alluding to everyone that the Bahamas government actions um, will seek to reinsure investors and tourists that the country is a safe place to visit and operate a business. And so we'll see how that turns out because that directly affects uh, the diaspora, just period. It, it just does. And so I hope that other people are learning from this. Anyone can create a coin. They can come up with fabulous marketing, but it does not mean that the coin is going to go anywhere and that the exchange that you invest in is going to be there and the place that you leave your cryptocurrency is going to be there. So this is another hard lesson, uh, but we'll see how the Bahamas actually fares because they've got a lot of people that have invested in it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to do our daily dollar cost average on the Black Wall Street wallet. And it looks like we may have to do it in our leisure, uh, but we'll do it and we'll make sure that we are getting our $6 worth of Satoshis, uh, Satoshi being the smallest increment of a Bitcoin, just like a penny is the smallest increment of a dollar. I want to thank you for rocking with me on Ahead of the Crypto Curve, and I am letting you all know that we will be back in the Virtual Underground Railroad talking more about different things that are going on on the macro, on the micro. I'm going to be talking old money, new money, all of those things inside of the Virtual Underground Railroad. So I'll get that information out to you all tomorrow. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're making way for the D.L. Hughley show. And you all know I say D.L. is the truth. I can't wait to hear what's going on in the entertainment world and what he has to say about it. With that, ladies and gentlemen, again, you're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve on the unapologetically progressive KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.